What's up, buds? Welcome to another episode of the Earbuds Podcast. This is a podcast where two buds mm. talk about two albums yep. for two and a half seconds. Yep. Or we're done. Yep. Yep. We're in a hurry. We're we're doing this quick. Today we got a very special episode for y'all. This is the long-awaited viewer episode where we come in we kind of talk about a couple albums y'all brought to us from other videos from comment sections yeah just showing that like man we're just open to listen to anything and today we got it we got a stacked we got a stacked set list ahead of us today yes we do we got jessica rabbit by sleigh bells and king's disease by Nas and hit boy my name is brett hanrahan i am co-host of the podcast that is mm. lucas uh nasty nas indrakovs oh okay uh as always co-hosting uh i'm excited to get into these man i am too man i i, I want to call this almost like a, a listener appreciation episode where it's just like thank you to the buddies that have been commenting commenting watching our shit recommending different records and it's like we've been sitting on these for so long at this point that we felt like we owed it to you guys a little bit to make sure that we we kind of you know, we, we followed through. We're asking you guys for recommendations all the time, and we're, we've gotten some really, really good ones. So I'm excited to get into this too, man. I think we should talk about Nas King's Disease first, honestly. All right. Uh, and, I mean, the first thing that I want to say is Nas is a goddamn national treasure. He has had a long and rough career, man. Illmatic being his debut and him, like, just never really topping it has i'm sure always been a thorn in his side but yeah, being considered a classic must be hard to to continue making classics man he's not push a t but, you know but you <laughs> <laughs> not everything he makes he's is not a he, look he's not making masterpieces exactly uh but look this guy in this like new phase that he's kind of entered in with hit boy uh he's he's kind of re remaking himself you know and it's 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 good stuff so far. Dude, this is Nas's 13th studio album, and he's pretty fucking strong on it, man. And it won him his first Grammy, which I cannot believe it took 13 records for Nas <laughs> to win a Grammy. Like, what is it with award shows waiting until someone's past their prime to, like, finally give them their flowers that they deserve? Oh, they love like, what the fuck, man? That, yeah, they love doing that. Like, Leo, Leo DiCaprio won for The Revenant. When it's just like, dude, there were probably 10 movies before The Revenant, Revenant came out that he should have won an Oscar and it's just it's across the board with Grammys too and and it's like the people who are behind the academies of these award shows I, they don't really know what's quality and what isn't I swear to god they're only looking at like record sales or you know the tick at this point probably TikTok followers dude I don't know I don't know what their MO is I don't know if there's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes that influences their choices honestly I don't care anymore I, I, I kind of take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Uh, and But, man, did this one win it? Did this one win the Grammy? It won the Grammy. It was his first yeah. Grammy he's ever won, and it won for Best uh, Hip Hop Record of the Year, which uh, I didn't look into, like, who the other nominees were. I'm super, super curious about that. But I got to say, like, Nas was pretty damn good on this record, and Hit Boy proving once again that he's, like, one of the definitely one of the best producers in in rap right now there are some pretty good songs on this one honestly yeah, we we got this recommendation through listening to magic 
Yes. Uh, which, which was we loved. Yeah, their most recent record. Honestly, uh, I kind of prefer that one a little bit. I think the beats were, you know, it's kind of a different vibe. I thought the beats were a little more interesting. While yeah. on, but you know, on this one, we have thirteen songs or something. Yeah, something like and that. It's it's like a what thirty eight minute record or something. Like it's, it's not very long. Short but sweet, and they do what they need to do, and they get out. Uh, the features on this one are are I, you know. That's what's interesting, man. Is Magic, uh, the whole album had one feature, ASAP Rocky. Yeah, who's uh also on the last song of no, that's ASAP Ferg. Never mind. Yeah, ASAP Ferg. <laughs> and it's weird, man. He's got something like seven or eight maybe even more features on this record and it doesn't compare it's like when it's just Nas to me it's way better yeah I mean it, it I feel like Nas and Hit Boy definitely have this relationship that is concrete solid by now yeah and they just know how to work with each other and Hit Boy knows what beats Nas likes and Nas you know likes going along with those beats it, it's kind of uh how how would you describe like the general atmosphere of this album i think it's a lot of uh combining you know the classic like samples that you would find in hip-hop records and a lot of jazz and electronic stuff like it's yeah it's very jazzy it's really pleasing on the ear every song is really well produced and polished and mm -hmm. just nice to listen to yeah, you know, I always appreciate, especially rap albums that give you a sense of kind of a room in the album. Yes. You know, it's yeah. not all like extremely tight, no reverb, just fucking bass. Like there's a good amount of room. There's a lot of distant instruments. There's a lot of uh, kind of reverb on the drums that I appreciate. Yeah. And it gives this whole album just a nice sense of like, I don't know, man. We could just be jamming these songs out on the street somewhere. A lot of these beats are kind of dreamy, too. That's what I, like that's yeah. what you mean, right? They're airy, they're dreamy, they're roomy. Yeah, they're dreamy. They're not as not as like dreamy and moody as magic. They're still a little uh more traditional. I mean, a lot but... of the beats are kind of trying to bring back that 90s New York boom bap style kind of but putting in a lot more jazz and electronic stuff in there versus just kind of having a hard beat you know with some strings and a really stripped down song like these songs these songs are all really layered so like i like yeah. it a lot and i mean outside of the music like talk about layered with Nas's lyricism and wordplay i mean you could literally spend hours looking up all the references and trying to get into all the deep yep. cut callbacks that he's doing across the whole record, like reading along to these lyrics. I mean, it's literally line by line. You're just, I mean, I'm constantly like floored with Nas. And I think that's what brought this record down a little bit for me was not Nas. It wasn't hit boy. It was the, it was the features. I did not enjoy the features. Like he kind of, they were kind of all over the place too. I mean, he had a lot of the big guys, especially at the time, whenever this album came out, he had like big Sean, Lil Dirk, uh, five EO foreign or Fivio foreign. I think it's five EO foreign. Uh, but then you got like Anderson pack and Foxy Brown and, mm. you know, so like there's, there are some legit people on there that I really, really like, but I just kind of, I'm not into the little Dirks and the Don Tolliver's of the world right now. You know, it's just not hip hop that I enjoy. So 
they brought their own flavor to some of these songs and I just kind of didn't really, it didn't it, land on me. And Don Tolliver, by the way, extremely a pseudonym for John Oliver. Like it's definitely John Oliver. It's probably John that, Oliver. Right? Yeah. It's probably John Oliver in a wig. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm assuming. Right. I mean, he's That's, really, he does a really good American accent. I feel like he could pull it off weirdly enough. I've been watching if you just a lot like, of, don't look at him. Yeah. Yeah. Know? I've been watching a lot of community and I'm just like, is this Don Tolliver or is this John <laughs> Oliver? Like, I can't tell anymore. Like I get him mixed up all the time. It's like Machiavelli or Tupac. Like who, or, you know, like, <laughs> I, I don't know who's who anymore. I get confused. But Nas, um, I mean, his lyrics, I mean, more of the socially conscious, you know, storytelling and lyrics and that we're used to from Nas, but it just doesn't, you know, compared to another album that we're going to be talking about on the next episode, Nas's themes and subject matter don't necessarily change that much from album no. to album or song to song, but they don't get tired for me. They don't get old. No. Yeah. I was about to, I was going to get into that a little bit is that it is kind of the same themes, but the themes are still a breath of fresh air yeah. in this genre it's it's uh <laughs> he talks a lot about the past right and how he grew up in uh you know where he lived there's a lot of um empowerment songs which are really cool yeah uh one of my favorite lines is in replace me where he says only thing worse than being alone is wishing you were yeah, you know, shit. yeah. I mean, it's kind of it's interesting, man, because he he kind of the dichotomy of his messaging and the things that he seems to value. Um, it's interesting that he can go back and forth. Again, it reminds me of Tupac a little bit where like in one song, he'll say bitches and hoes over and over again. And then the next song, he's just like, shout out to all the single moms. You know, and shout out to all the strong <laughs> women and stuff. And it's it's that yeah. kind of like, yeah, like the dichotomy. It's and it's I just don't, it's, it gets kind of complicated. And I think it's, it's interesting because people are complicated, right? So it's like Nas yeah, is no well, different. I mean, he's gonna, one as, day he's going to feel this way and the next hour he might feel differently, you know, as uh, you know, Tupac was saying in his music, as uh, Kendrick was saying on T-Pab, there's this kind of like, there is that those two sides of like, I want to be what I was in the streets versus like my new opened up ideals and, and kind yeah. of what I've seen about what I've world. learned. Right. And I think he even says, Nas even says it in the beginning of one of these songs and I can't remember which one, but he's like, uh, all you, all the guys who want to be street guys, don't be a street guy. You know, like he's, he's telling like, there's a lot of that all across this record too. And I don't know if it's just Nas getting older, but there's a lot of him like talking to the young people. Sure. In, in a lot of his yeah. songs, right? Like trying to give advice and kind like, of be kind a, of mentoring like, a little bit like big brother type. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Energy, you know, yeah. but I, I like this quote a lot from um, Robin Murray. He said the King's disease finds Nas grappling with a raft of contradictions, contrasting the opulence of his lifestyle with the need for vitality in his message. It's not perfect, but it's less of an end product and uh, more of a search for the creative process which I understand as I listen to the album, like he's, he likes talking shit and he likes to brag, but he's also not trying to tear anyone down in the process. And he's almost trying to like lift a lot of people up while he's talking shit and yeah. bragging. And yeah. it's really interesting, you know, like it's, it is that almost, you know, every other verse is like, he is sort of showing the other side of the story, you know, <laughs> and showing yeah, the other side of himself. He he's been in, he's been doing this long enough that he kind of has, this maturity and this experience to look at both sides 
and kind of yeah. thinking about their positives and negatives. Uh, and like we were saying too, like he, it all kind of blends in together. His, his, the stuff that he talks about is not that different from song to song. And it all kind of blends together because it's all just good. Like it's all the lyricism is, is good. And, and again, comparing, uh, I mean, I don't even want to spoil the next episode, but I just, I have very, I have very similar thoughts about someone that we're going to talk about on the next episode, another rapper, but in a negative light where when it comes to Nas, I'm just like, I don't care if it's all so similar because I like it all. It's all really good. Like it's not, there's never a moment where I, it feels same, same to me. I'm just kind of like, yeah, he found another way to say that. And it's just as cool as the last way he found to say it, you know? Well, Mr. Similar, why don't we get into some uh, choice tracks then? I think so. I think it's time. Uh, we, you know, obviously we're kind of, this is kind of, we're treating this a little bit like a shorty episode where we're, we're not really dissecting it too, too, too much. And we're, you know, we're trying to bust out two albums in this episode at the length of one episode. So we're going to kind of bust through this. Uh, but yeah, man, I think, uh, you know, I did have a decent amount, even though I didn't like this album as much as Magic and it sounds like you didn't either. I did have a decent number of honorable mentions outside of my choice nugs. Yeah. Um, some of my, my, some of my, you know, more favorite songs on this, not my super, super top uh, two, but like blue Benz. I liked a lot. Cardi five. I liked a lot. 27 summers, the definition, 10 points uh, and spicy. I thought all those songs were legit. I thought, yeah, Spicy was one of my honorables. I thought it was a really cool beat. Uh, my my honorable mentions are kind of absolutely none of yours, aside from that one. So all the ones I didn't like you did. How many times are we going to do this to each other? <laughs> I liked uh, King's Disease, Replace Me, uh, The Cure, and Spicy were my honorable mentions. But uh, if we want to get into the choices... My first one is going to be All Bad, baby. All Bad. What number is that, dude? That's like number six or seven. Oh, that's the one with Anderson Pack. That's number eight. Pac, it's with Pac. Anderson Pack. As yeah. soon as I heard that drum beat, I'm like, fuck, man. He's on this one. Anderson Anderson Pack is a fantastic musician, singer, but he's also a really weirdly good drummer. He's got a, a an really amazing finesse on yes. his uh, writing hand. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I just saw he's almost like doing like a world tour right now, tour right now of just like uh, playing drums for people, just like randomly jumping in and playing drums. Dude, it'd be I, I would feel unworthy to have him uh, drumming on my tracks. Apparently, but... I think he like played drums for Red Hot Chili Peppers the other day in like Rome or some shit. <laughs> OK, yeah, pretty crazy. But yeah, I'll check that out. Like we both love winning on all bad. Do you not get sloppy wet every time you hear his voice yeah i do but i prefer his rapping over his singing you know what i mean so okay and he, he definitely did, is kind of yeah, yeah all he did on all bad was sing the hook essentially and he had like one maybe four or six line verse or something and it sounds like he's playing the drums which is like he's doing something else on it but i don't, I don't know i just thought it was kind of a waste so bro what was it about all bad that you like because obviously i wasn't a huge fan uh Man, Obviously, I don't like I your loved... I don't like your taste. Yeah, no, I don't I like know. The, your it's choices that you make. Something I have to deal with every day. <laughs> yep, not, me um, too. I have to contend with you every day. I loved how smooth and sensual this song is, man. Mm -hmm. It's extremely like 
it, it it might just be something copy and pasted out of uh that fucking group that him and Bruno Mars had, you know? Yeah, Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic, yeah. yeah. It's uh it's got a nice kind of reverb on it. Uh Anderson Pack is like phasey. I just love the vibes on that one, man. And I got it like uh, I'm so I'm such a simp for sir for <laughs> pack. So I gotta get I gotta give it to him whenever he shows up. I don't blame you, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. I felt like that song just kind of, I was so excited. I literally, in my notes, in all caps, I put Anderson Pack with like an exclamation points. So I was like, fuck yes. Like the first feature on the album that I was excited to hear. And then I was just like, oh, all he's doing is just singing this kind of like lame throwback soul chorus. I don't know. I don't mean to shit on your on one of your favorite songs, but like. No, I mean, go ahead and song. shit, but tell me what your shit is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i my first one was ultra black ultra black yeah for sure yeah that's track number four um it kind of the beat kind of remind me of an old kanye beat like sort of sort of like a church inspired piano stuff that was going on with like that driving 808 percussion and the really yeah. weird twinkly like synth stuff that was going on i thought i thought the music was really fun yeah it for sure gives Nas a lot of room to kind of uh really wrap around the beat however he likes yeah the the kind of piano hits and the drum hits kind of hitting together through the whole time talking about what ultra black means to him yeah like i feel like Nas has always had a this through line of of just celebrating like black people and black culture and i i feel like he was kind of like tripling down or quadrupling down on that on this album where he was just like trying to he was just celebrating it to the utmost that he could and I yeah. love that in Ultra Black that he has a line, no matter what your race is, we're all black. And I'm like, that's a really cool way to think, you know, where it was like, no matter what your race is, like, we're all in this together. Like, we're I all mean, black. We're all human, you know? I thought that was an interesting take that he had. Because, <laughs> like, isn't that, like, I'm not one to say, but, like, isn't that kind of against the entire whole thing of it? <laughs> is that, mm. like, we're not all black and, like, the the people in power and the majority are not black and that's something you have to deal with is that racism yeah but i think it's just another way of saying we're all in this together At, well that's true yeah uh and i also don't know why i don't get the diss on doja cat i'm not really following doja oh cat you don't get dude they're like i don't know like four or five years ago or something she was basically like renouncing her blackness in some of these like ig lives that she was doing what yeah it was really strange it was really strange. Like she was saying that she doesn't identify as black or something. I, I'm trying to remember. I remember there was a lot of controversy, right. tons of controversy when it came out, but I like that he called her out because everyone, she's kind of regained her popularity. And did you lose me? What happened? But yeah, what I was saying, like, I, it's weird that Doja Cat is uh, getting really popular again now. Cause it seems like everyone just forgot all that crazy shit. She was saying a few years ago, even she was saying some like really homophobic shit too. Oh, awesome. Like, yeah. Cool. And you know, that's what it kind of, you know, a lot of people are saying like cancel culture doesn't exist. I'm like, yeah, I think, I think I'm starting to realize that like people, well, there's just so much ridiculous shit happening every single day that like no one can remember that Doja Cat said all that stupid shit five years ago or whatever. All, all cancel culture ever really was, was getting the word out that this person did something. It didn't actually stop them 
from doing no. anything. If anything, she's more popular now than she's ever been. So yeah, it's you strange. know, whatever. That's the thing. But, but I like that he I like that Nas calls out Hollow Notes on it too. He goes like Hollow Notes <laughs> is not is not where it's at or something. I'm just like, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean Hollow Notes isn't ultra black? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come I'm on, sorry, man. bridge over troubled water. Yeah. Sir? I mean, man eater, that's that's I don't know. That's pretty fucking <laughs> sorry. I did summon in Garfunkel. It's a choice cut. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sounds of silence much <laughs> i should have just leaned into it dude what's your uh what's your second favorite song my second favorite i accidentally said it as an honorable mention you know how i love an intro it's king's disease yeah it's a great intro yep. great intro the super it's a dreamy cool intro yeah it's got a kind of weird like a soul sample behind it it's got these little voices going all throughout that are kind of weird i think it's a great like couple verses to intro the album on yeah i like that he's talking about like uh black history too like saying that algebra was created in africa and kind of like referencing you know this piece of history and then i like also yeah. that he's talking about uh all these current rappers that are only worried about clout and like no one's trying to lift each other up right now and everyone's just trying to get the better of each other and and uh i like he's calling that out too it is a great opener to the album yeah uh what's your second note Mine is The Cure, one of your honorable mentions. Yeah, that's a good one, man. Dude, the little like bass and horns matching up with their little harmony that they were doing together back mm -hmm. and forth was so cool. It's a really melodic beat with all the synth and the lead guitar stuff, which is like really different for the record. It's a very different beat uh, compared to the rest of the album, and I really dig it. Yeah, I, I thought you would have pegged this is my choice now because it's kind i thought of it was got, going to be i thought it was going to be because there was it's got kind of, those little weirdo medieval flutes that are yes. kind of doing that shit in the background and the switch up about two minutes in the the beat completely yeah. switches and i really didn't expect it i loved it yeah and it's it's awesome man the beat goes in a little harder it's got that kind of girl's vocal sample in the yeah. back i did love that yeah for sure and I, and real quick before we get to our ratings my favorite line is uh i think it's in the cure he goes everything from sexy to deadly i don't been through i don't been through that shit still going deeper like i grew a, n a new inch on my dick <laughs> i just had it's to like, call that that's an amazing line dude that's great you an amazing line stupid so <laughs> what was what's your rating for this man you know we we already said that we didn't dig it as much as magic and i think i gave magic like a solid eight point something if not higher um it's it's a little more the same of Nas. If you come to Nas, you kind of know what you're looking for, especially with all this new Hit Boy stuff that's coming out. All the beats are really nice. Yes. Uh, I actually bumped this rating up an entire point on my most recent listen just because Dang. I was really appreciating the beats. And even though it's like not my favorite type of rap, which is just like something more aggressive or something more experimental. Yeah. Um, it's a great listen. The lyrics are solid all throughout, consistent. I'm giving this one a 7.3. That's solid, man. Honestly, I think mine's going to be right around that area. It's like you said, like this is kind of more same, same from Nas, but same, same from Nas is actually really good <laughs> compared to a lot <laughs> you of You like other same, same from Nas. I like same, same from Nas. Um, I got to give it up to him that he finally won a Grammy with this one. And like you said, Hit Boy is just, they're just such a perfect pairing. The two of them, yep. they, they work so it's like Alchemist and Action Bronson. I'm like, I, I don't think Nas could find a better producer for what he's trying to do. Um, Nas brought it with his lyrics, but I got to say my least favorite thing throughout the entire record 
my least favorite moments were all the features. I didn't really enjoy any of the features except ASAP Ferg at the end. Um, so that's got to knock it down for me a little bit. I think I'm going to be more like a, yeah, if I'm going to be honest, I got to be honest. I'm going to give it like a 6.5. Oh, oh, harsh, harsh. I know. Wow. Hello. I know. I know. I'm being, I'm being hard on the guy. <laughs> well, look, I think he appreciates that. He knows that he can do better. And he, and did. he did. And he, you know, did. and look, we might have King's disease two coming up in a, in a viewer episode. We'll yes. see if we'll see the development there, but uh, for now, Let's get into our second half, huh? Yeah, real quick. I wanted to thank the listener who suggested uh, this album, and that is Kes929 on YouTube. Thank you, K-E-S-929. Sorry if uh, we didn't like it as much as you wanted us to. <laughs> well, you know. Whatever. Fucking... It, tell Nas to get better. I don't know. Yeah, tell Nas to get better features or don't give fucking Don Tolliver any more mic time. <laughs> personally that's lord knows like. he has enough fucking screen time doing his daily shows <laughs> yeah he's already done six seasons in a movie of community or whatever like he can i don't, yeah, think, well, we, I don't think we need it the movie's coming up the movie's don't worry up. the movie's happening oh i'm not worried about it but the next album that we're talking about which was brought to us by <laughs> <laughs> ellie's cousin on youtube uh recommended <laughs> We did uh, Texas, the latest album from uh, Sleigh Bells, and we got a ton of comments on that one saying, like, you guys should check out some of their earlier records because, you know, the last that either of us had really heard of Sleigh Bells is a very different sound than we heard on Texas. And they said that they, a lot of the listeners said that they had brought that sound, um, had kind of evolved to that sound way earlier than me and you yeah. had, had realized. Well Cause I'd only heard sleigh bells from their first record. That was all I really knew at that point. And then I heard Same. their latest record, like a decade later. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it, was, it was so, so different, but Jessica rabbit seems like the, the midpoint, right? Jessica rabbit is what everyone was suggesting saying a lot of people think this is their best album. This is seems like it was kind of the ushering in point of their next phase yes. of their musical career where they kind of, um it's a less like less noisy in a hurt you kind of way yes right it's still it's, really it, aggressive music it's still aggressive we still got hard beats we still got distorted guitars but uh the general production is a lot more accessible they have some really catchy moments on on a lot of these songs almost every song is ridiculously catchy yeah on this record like <laughs> man i gotta say like alexis's vocals are just so perfect weirdly enough like are so perfect for the music that you know i didn't even bother to learn his name but her <laughs> the guy who writes wow. all the music i mean i just look the at guy alexis. who does all the music who does all the production all the who production, writes the uh, lyrics yeah i don't really care alexis is the front woman and uh i find her extremely attractive Okay. And I well, also right. love her voice and love her, uh, the way it's like that you can have this really aggressive dance music to the point where it almost sounds like power metal or like <laughs> the Mortal Kombat soundtrack at times, but then you can have this really sweet sounding female vocalist on top of it. And somehow it works really, really well. Yeah. Well, I, however, they came up with the idea to have this 
she was a little more bratty at first but she's got this kind of sweet voice with a with some power behind it yeah and that that dichotomy of that powerful noisy music and that melodic voice is you know kind of what this entire band is based off of yeah and the music is all over the place dude like this is yeah. like a salad this is like a music <laughs> salad like every song has six or seven different genres within i the, i think the, it's insane no yeah it's it's cool to see where they go with this one they it, it, like crucible would probably be the best example of how weird and patchworky they can get on this album Dude, where they're just kind of sticking a bunch of noises together <laughs> even and, in the first like 10 seconds of crucible the song goes in like four different directions which i love yeah i love it know? too man and, but they have that they have that style uh like on can't stand you anymore where they have this swagger kind of rhythm with a distorted riff uh and just a nice catchy pop chorus that's Dude, kind of their bread and butter i can't stand you anymore is like if poison and taylor swift wrote a song together it's the <laughs> weirdest combination i i liked that song so much mostly because of how absurd it sounded to me it was just like this 80s hair metal mixed with taylor swift like country pop stuff it was so strange i love how sleigh bells's music can be so airy and cavernous and open with these like really reverb synthesizers and alexis's voice will sound like they're just in the like she's performing in the middle of an empty arena and then on the on the flip it's just a flip of a switch like it'll immediately feel extremely claustrophobic and walled in <laughs> once those guitars and like really heavy bass drum come in and it's just such a cool sonic dynamic uh album and every song is just so sonically all over the place that like if you have adhd this album is probably a cure for it well i mean i wouldn't uh, i i do think that if you are not in the mood for the trope that is sleigh bells right uh it, it, you're not gonna oh, it'll like be grading dude it'll be it'll, it's gonna be rough because as dynamic as the sound tends to be and all these different instruments and synths and and effects they try out it is kind of just pop vocalist yeah behind hard beats yeah you know yeah i mean it's but it's also really really heavily distorted guitars that are super choppy and there's like no reverb on those guitars at all they're really really sharp and then yeah they pair that with a really really loud distorted kick drum that sounds almost like blown out and like over distorted and then alexis's voice just works so perfectly for it with her sweet clean bright <laughs> delivery but her voice is really powerful and she can get really loud and i feel like her voice was somehow stronger in texas but it's still great on this record and the lyrics are interesting because she can flip between talking about some ultra violence gore yes. shit to talking about like oh baby i love you and it just works out either way yeah it works so well and all of their hooks are so fucking catchy and Alexis just has one of those voices that makes you think that you have a great voice while you're singing along <laughs> and you don't sound as good as her. You just, she just singing. You want to sing along with every single song and her voice blending in with mine. I'm just like, Hey, 
Hey, I'm pretty. I, I'm pretty fucking that, good. And that is not at all a subtle uh, kind of like, hey, maybe we should get together or something. No, no. It this seems is like, like that's kind of what you're trying to trying to do. Uh, like maybe like a Allison Krauss, uh, Robert Plant type of situation where like. Yeah, or just like kind of like a making out type of situation is what you're going hey, for. Hey, hey, I'm a I'm a made man. <laughs> <laughs> you're made. You're made for fucking sleep. Look, uh... <laughs> Look, but don't touch. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it's like any other woman in my life is like a like a sea urchin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> or like a sea, like a poisonous like sea anemone or something like. I can look at it, I can admire it, but if I touch it, uh, I'm, I fucking die. <laughs> That's so fucking weird. <laughs> Let's, Let's get on to the fucking choice nugs. All right, man. What were your What were your honorable mentions? My honorable mentions are uh, "It's Just Us Now." Yep, me too. It, cool oh. intro to the album. Another thing I love is how, it, like, tightly they can just completely switch the vibe of a song like they do on this one. All right, bro. So, what were your honorable mentions, man? Uh, well, you know, I love an intro, so it's just intro. it's just us now. Is one of my honorable mentions. You're they all first impressions, man. I I just love you know it's it's always got to be a choice when a band chooses their first song. You know, yeah, it's it's, it's it's super important and it's interesting set, what they choose. You got to set people up, right? Like you got to set uh, expectations and like it's that song is just so weirdly heavy but poppy and catchy. And it, yeah, and then the switch up is completely unexpected, and I I love it. They love doing that on this album. I love hearing it. They just like from the verse to the chorus, they'll just like switch up completely, maybe even change the tempo, just like change the entire sound of the song i love yeah. that yeah me too. Uh, can't stand you anymore i think that's like the iconic sleigh bell song it is uh and that those weird southern rock guitar breakdown part like near the end it's <laughs> fucking weird man it just i didn't understand and i loved it uh but my first choicey is gonna be a song i mentioned earlier crucible, crucible me too Yes, boy, let's fucking yeah. go. This is a patchwork song if I've ever heard one. Really well. It's like a yeah, it's like a quilt. Like a, <laughs> it's a quilted song. With all different types of colors and textures yeah, and all shapes. These different patterns. And it's like if you got a quilt of like all of your old band shirts, you know? <laughs> and it's just like it goes from descendants to fucking Britney Spears to NSYNC to fucking notorious B.I.G. That's yeah. that's what Crucible feels like. And I just, I just love the cacophony of noises throughout the whole thing. It, it's, it's the exact type of thing I love in music, where yeah. there's all this stuff that you cannot notice, and every time you go back, there's something new. Yeah, you, you have the attention span of a sperm, so you love the, yeah, you love yeah. every three seconds, dude. Something hey, changes. Man. Thank you. You're welcome. You, you think, you think I didn't I feel, notice? You I feel like I you don't notice? compliment me enough. I know I'm saying like, it's, it's kind of like with, you know, with a girlfriend or something where it's just like, yeah, you didn't think I noticed that you uh, did something different with your hair. No, I noticed I'm uh, going uh, to withhold. So when I finally, <laughs> until the right moment, when I finally, where, where I can take you, the advantage you, of it. Yes. It means yeah. so, so much. Or if like, if you're ever mad at me, I'm going to be like, Hey, but you got the attention span of a sperm. You're just like, oh, I can't. And you know what, Lucas, hmm. I love that about you. Thanks, man. Thank you that I withhold. I like that you withhold. <laughs> that I'm withholding. It's like one of my favorite character traits. Dude, uh, uh, Crucible 2, like they have that weirdly Middle Eastern sounding electric trumpet. 
yeah it, going on and it, when they it, cut the beat in half and it gets like really clippy and the beat kind of like gets a little more grooving and mm-hmm. it's not as like aggressive and fast paced like there's just so many things that they did on that song it's, it's yeah really- and there's a whole, whole switch up where they get like a, a midi acoustic guitar or something i don't is what yeah. that sounds like there's so many there's so many sounds throughout the record that i don't know what it is like, <laughs> i don't know how they're producing that sound well what were your onis and onis uh lightning turns sawdust gold i really liked the rhythm a lot the dynamics on that song are just absolutely ridiculous like stuff constantly cutting in and out and building upon itself and then yeah completely stripping itself of everything it's it's really fun like you said i can't stand you anymore it's just us now um throw me down the stairs i really liked a lot like even though that guitar part that riff kind of sounded like a creed song uh (laughs) back in the day like i i still really liked it uh I, i liked a lot of songs on this man but i would say i mean as if was almost almost the closing track was almost an honor uh choice nug for me but i had to go with the one right before it hyper dark oh hyper dark okay it is a very creepy song very creepy at the start kind of dreamy you know and it, and it and uh but i love the title i was like hyper dark i'm already into it I already, yeah. it already sounds like some fucking D stranger things shit and I'm, I'm into it i like the the little like female vocal sample in the background that would play every now and then it's like oh or something like i don't know what exactly it was but uh-oh, uh-oh. yeah and then like yeah kind of dreamy it's like a the- teletubby or something <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> which any teletubby fucking sample you know i'm all about that uh yeah. you're it's weird how long your playlist is for that by the way <laughs> oh you can find it if you go looking for it you'll find a bunch of teletubby samples yeah, uh-huh. it's weirdly sexual. It's mostly sexual, but I, I know. Yeah. Okay. Good. You know me. Uh, but yeah, the shimmering synth, all the echoes. It had kind of a western vibe on the guitar too. Like it's kind of like country western, or like you know spaghetti western more type of vibe on the guitars. Yeah, a little bit. But it was extremely a very soft and smooth song through most of it. Yeah, dude. They I wanted that distorted riff to come in so many times and they teased you with it like they gave me blue buds like because they kept teasing me with that fucking riff and i wanted so badly for it to happen and it never did and i'm just like i like them they're withholding too <laughs> they, they're like me <laughs> they're like me that's what uh, yeah. this album was just made for me and don't worry guys blue buds t-shirts are coming out soon yes yes uh we are gonna get that trademarked very quickly super veiny uh patient is a note that i had for this song patient and i think yes. that's something that i i'd only i've still only listened to the first album i feel like that's something they had to learn yeah it's like absolutely. this patience and this they have to like kind of lower it down a bit there were no dynamics in their music at all up until it was mostly just brashing in your face yeah yeah, and that machine gun kick drum will like never get old on their stuff, where it's just like, like I do love that. I fucking love it, dude. Uh, and speaking of a song, speaking of shit that goes hard, I'm gonna go ahead and go to my second nug, which is "Throw Me Down the Stairs." Yeah, man. Which is it's basically a a rock song, it's kind of a metal a, guitar riff. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's like kind of a riff I would I associate with them just because he loves his climbing riffs 
Yes. Where he's just like, yeah. And it just like keeps going and you don't know when it's going to stop. And the song just feels huge. Like once it really gets into it, the song feels massive. Like it's like, if these guys are made for a stadium or an arena, like it's. Oh yeah, Yeah. for sure. With big old lights syncopated to the hits, but then every once in a while, it was just kind of like, like get hit back into like yeah. a radio lo-fi sounding that bridge right that bridge gets like way quieter and they kind of get chill and just the music we like we could say of every single track on this record the music is all over the place on throwing me down the stairs yeah but still somehow cohesive and catchy and fun and aggressive and pretty and ugly and like everything in between and it's just uh i'm glad we i'm glad we listened to this one i'm glad uh Ellie's cousin recommended this song to us for this album <laughs> to us because I was kind of very content with Texas. I didn't really plan on necessarily going back to um, their previous records, and I'm glad I listened to this one. I I am too, man. I it made me want to go and listen to their other stuff again. I think Treats is still my favorite album just because I love how hard in the paint it went the whole time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it had a couple chill moments, but like, it makes sense that this was the trajectory that they would go in. I personally might've wished they would have gone even crazier, even more experimental into like maybe a break core or a horror kind of vibe, but this makes sense. But like we said on Texas, I think Texas was that next step after this album, right? Like, I think they do give themselves a little bit more, as weird as it might be to say, a little more creative freedom. (laughs) <laughs> on Texas and they did on this one in a weird way but I think you're right they discover their dynamics they discover their pauses and they're uh allowing to build tension and anticipation for things god damn we're just okay well that's our time today on earbuds podcast Brett what would you rate Jessica Rabbit my dude uh great um consistent maybe a little too consistent at times uh, for the vibe, I'm giving this a 7.8. 7.8. I'm going to go uh, relatively higher than that, conservatively higher. Um, I think the combo of everything we were saying, the rock, the pop, psych, bubblegum pop, fucking hair metal, new wave, adult contemporary. It's just like, it's so unique to Sleigh Bells. I don't know anyone else that's writing music like this. And if they are, I don't know anyone else that's writing it as good as them and performing it as good as them. I think Alexis's voice is incredible and it works so weirdly well with Such this music. I, I'm simping hard and I wish, I really did wish I, I knew the other person's name. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like she only is credited for like melody and vocal recording. He does literally everything else and he yeah. like on Wikipedia, you can click onto her page and he doesn't even have one. <laughs> it's like, and okay, married, right? God. They're married, right? Are they? I don't I think, think so. they are. I think they're a couple. I think huh. they're a couple. Well, I mean, it just tells you the rest of the world thinks the way I do. The only person that matters is Alexis. All right. But I'm going to okay. give it, I really, really enjoyed this album. I remember we I gave Texas like a nine point something. So I'm going to go ahead and give this one a solid 8.8. 8.8. That's, that's pretty dang good, man. Thank you all. For listening to this episode, uh, we plan on doing more of these listener appreciation episodes in the future. So if you want to comment some albums, 
uh in the youtube comments in the podcast comments on the instagram comments mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where can they find us on instagram dude um i'll tell you they can find us at evp cast okay. on instagram at jean luc guitard at brett hanrahan mm -hmm. don't message us with um recommendations i'm just gonna go ahead and get in front of that no dms no dms all right. But you can look at my pretty pictures that I take. Yeah, no DMs, please. Uh, but yeah, man, keep sending us recommendations, buddies. Like we're we're really enjoying these albums. We definitely have another uh fan appreciation, listener appreciation episode coming out soon. We're gonna be talking about uh Mozzie's is it unfinished business, is what the album's called. What the fuck? It's called Beyond Bulletproof. Beyond Bulletproof. He has like 19 records. Okay. He I does. Just That's we'll bullshit. get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, but we're also going to be talking about another kind of crazy album, kind of in the same vein as Jessica Rabbit, but not really by uh, Aesthetic Perfection. It was uh, that's going to be a really interesting conversation. But buddies, look us up on Instagram, follow us on YouTube, give us a rating, give us a like, a subscribe. Uh, Brett, what would you rate this episode? I'm rating this a fucking. Bye, buddy. Bye, y'all. <laughs>